You know, I've got sweeter for our friends there in Chapel Hill as Pete and Nance decided to commit to the Tar Heels. What does that mean for their roster in the way too early predictions? Can UNC hold on to number one throughout the season? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with the seasons. Mm, there it is. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And we have a lot to get into as the game is starting already for the Tar Heels. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Pete Nance has decided to commit to the Tar Heels. Super exciting for the Tar Heels and UNC country. As listen, we are trying to repeat as champions. We're trying to not repeat, excuse me, we're trying to redeem ourselves and get to the national championship game and come out on top after that very heartbreaking loss against Kansas in the finals, but a very good Final Four win against their arch rivals, arch nemesis, whatever you like to call it, in the Duke Blue Devils. So we're going to give a little background about Pete Nance, talk about him, what he brings to the table, what Northwestern was for him, and maybe what could be for UNC. We're also going to talk a little bit about what that roster will look like for the Tar Heels, and then some other opponents in the ACC who are looking to still be a top 25 contender. So we're going to go through all of that. And then, of course, some updates on the baseball front. And then we'll get you out of here a little bit of what's going on for the rest of the week with my co-hosts who are back. I was in Maui for the week, and I was excited to just get a little time away, gave you a new episode about my Atlantic Division champion who I think is going to be NC State. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I promise you, you're doing yourself a disservice. I have all the reasons why NC State is going to win the Atlantic Division. More importantly, I have all the reasons why they could win the ACC and have a good college football playoff conversation to boot if they get out of their own way and if someone else stops them. It might be surprising about who does though. So make sure you check out that episode. Thank you for all the new friends who have joined and subscribed to YouTube channel. I'm super excited about it. Glad to have you here because I know you're just excited to hear a little bit more what we got to say when it comes to the basketball front. So let's get into it. All right. The kid from Akron. Yes. Out of Akron, Ohio, Pete Nance. He has decided to take his talents to Chapel Hill. Larry Nance, senior's youngest son, Larry Nance Jr., who's currently in the NBA balling them. Now we've got Larry Nance certainly putting out tweets, Larry Nance Jr., rather, putting out tweets about taking early bets from UNC Duke. Wait, welcome to the fun, right? Welcome to the stress. Welcome to the high levels of all the good energy that you will receive throughout your experience now as you go through. Look forward to seeing you in Chapel Hill, catching you at a couple games. Now you get to come to Cameron and truly enjoy that experience. So welcome to the fun Larry Nance Jr. But more importantly, welcome to the fun Pete Nance. I think it's going to be exciting for him coming from Northwestern, who finished 10th in the Big Ten, being around elevated talent, Right. Finishing 10th in the Big Ten and already up and down conference, I would say, when it came to basketball last season. Northwestern not having the greatest year. I think they had a lot of highs, but also certainly some really questionable head-scratching lows with the talent that they had on paper. Pete Nance being one of them, he was one of the bright spots for that team, but unfortunately just couldn't get it done when it came to the field. And I think now that he'll be in Chapel Hill, being around that elevated talent, 
it'll probably help his game, right? You would think so. When you don't necessarily have the horses in the stable or you don't have the people around you to help elevate you or make, get you excited about playing, it certainly brings down your game, period. Like when you have the type of teammates who you want to step up for, I think it'll certainly be a difference maker when he comes into Chapel Hill, the same way we looked at Brady Manick, he is a great example of being a grad transfer. He came in, he adjusted. You know, I, w- I wish he had more time to adjust to like the calisthenic side of UNC and maybe get some more runs under his belt. I think that would have helped him in the postseason. But listen, if you come in, you know what's expected of you. You kind of see how Brady transpired and how much he helped the team. It should excite anyone. If you love grad transfers these days, I think Pete Nance should be excited and you should be excited about him coming in and seeing what he can do um, now that he's going to be here in Chapel Hill. So how did we get here with Pete Nance? Let's talk about it. Pete Nance initially entered for the NBA draft, putting his name in the transfer portal after he decided to withdraw from that early entry deadline. He wanted to play one more year of college basketball, which I don't blame anybody. Once you get that feedback, that's like, nah, big dog, you ain't going anywhere. But Turkey, you might (laughs) too want to take your talents back on here to college basketball, be in the States, get yourself another opportunity, be on the biggest stage. And once you get all the little, you know, media attention of being one of the better players coming out of the transfer portal, it makes for an easier decision when you have a lot of good options out there for you. So what? who is he as a player? He's a 6'10", 265, give or take uh, pound player. He was an honorable mention at, as uh, all Big Ten honors from the media last season, averaging about 14 and a half points. Six and a half rebounds, two assists per game. But most importantly, he shot 42% from the three-point range. And as we know, Brady Manick, who shot about 40% himself, was certainly going to be a great addition. He had six 20-point games, including a 28-point game against Maryland last year in January. So hopefully as he, you know, again, again, continues to progress. When you look at his stats from his freshman year to now, he certainly improved mightily. And I think there's still room for growth. And as we have seen, Hubert Davis is really good at pulling that out of the best of them. So I'm excited to see, you know, from a on the court standpoint, what he can bring to the table. I think that Brady Minnick provided a great energy boost for the Tar Heels, hoping that Pete Nance can do the same. He is going to have some big shoes to fill. Chapel Hill fell in love with Brady Manning, right? Not only that, but I think the energy around the team, right? Armando Baycott is someone he's going to be his right-hand man, both being, you know, those 6'10 kind of players, having each other, feeding off each other, spreading the floor, spreading that defense. All of those things that I think are going to be essential for Pete Nance as he arrives at Chapel Hill. I also think that when you think, when you look at who North Carolina has to go up against in the ACC some really talented you know players in the field. There he's going to have to step up. Like this is not the Big Ten, the ACC and basketball. As much as people try to sleep on them last season and say we were a one team in the NCAA tournament kind of play, kind of conference, not so much, right? <laughs> not even close. I think that Hubert Davis is going to have and instill the same kind of values and energy that he wants that he did last season and not trying to reinvent the wheel because you have a different team. So that means you're going to have to try things differently, but still play to who you are, play to strengths. And I think that ultimately Pete Nance will adjust to that. Boom. So if you don't know, for those who don't follow you and see basketball closely, there'll be four returners for UNC who will face off 
for a chance to win the, a- the ACC and not only that, the NCAA championship. You got Armando Baycott, who was arguably the ACC player of the year. You got Caleb Love, who decided to make turns, even though, you know, we talk about Caleb all the time. Love him. But I also get frustrated with my guy. Shot selection this season is going to be our thing, okay? It's going to be how we get by. RJ Davis, who is, to me, one of the better energy-boosting players on the team, point guard there, and then Leaky Black, who is going to be great at just being a senior leader. This is all he knows. He has just been there, done that, and defensively, he's a lockdown defender. So he's going to bring his talents back as well. So four starters who are returning on top of you have Pete Nance joining the field. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what that starting lineup could look like with the addition of Pete Nance and who may be left out in the conversation, which will be interesting considering how many people were excited about this player as we headed into the season. But first, I want to remind you guys that if you have not yet, you are in luck to join betonline.net, the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline, my reads today, I'm going to get it right or I'm going to get left. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, lately I have been a little hesitant about putting my money out there with BetOnline, but I think my money is good when it comes to UNC being on at least a top five team going into next season. I feel good about it. Normally, I'm very hesitant. If you listen to the show anytime, you know that I'm always like, don't get put all your, don't put too many eggs in the UNC basket because if you do, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Okay. And so ESPN decided way too early, uh, top 25 poll predictions that they were going to give UNC the number one spot. And I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature because you do not want to give UNC the number one spot and think that they're going to maintain that throughout the entire season. One, we know college basketball. We're all smart here. We all know how it goes. We all know people love nothing more and put a nice little target on your back, a nice little Carolina blue target on your back to be number one and try and maintain that. Yeah, okay. They're going to falter and they're going to falter heavy. So I just, I'd rather be low profile. I'd rather be the underdogs nobody was expecting. Nobody expected Carolina to have as good of a season as they did last season right? Nobody. I don't care what you say. Maybe he were Davis and the team, but when it came to everybody else, you saw what they put out there on the, fi- on the field, on the court. Not even going to hold you, dog. I did not think we were going to national championship game. Not even close and almost beating Kansas. Three plays away, right? I just, I didn't see it. But now that we're here, now that you're invested again, now that you're like, all right, Carolina basketball is back. I don't know where we left, but we're back. You got to look at the fact that they're in the number one spot because of the starters. As I mentioned, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Leaky Black, Armando Baycott, and now Pete Nance being in the conversation. I'm wondering how the conversation with Hubert Davis went in terms of who was going to be the starter, right? Because we all know how recruiting goes, right? You tell your kids, I'm going to be, they're going to be the number one player. They're going to be making immediate impacts. They're all that kind of stuff, right? Not sugaring it. Now, we saw last season in the championship game, someone who had a really breakout performance was Puff Johnson, right? He only averaged about two and a half, 2.8 ga- points per game last year, but he made an energy impact, I like to say. I think that Puff 
shoot showed a lot of potential. Had he not got punched in the gut and threw up on the court, I think things would have gone a lot differently for Carolina, right? And we're not going to hold you. We're going to run the film back. I wish I had the tape, but CBS, you know, legal rights and all that good stuff. <sighs> it made me sad because Puff got, got a nice little punch, threw up. All the emotions got the best of him. But when it came to delivering, when it came to some big shot moments, Puff Johnson definitely hit them. And I was getting excited about what could be going into next season and how I felt like Puff was going to make that starter jump and be in the conversation. Now that Pete Nance is here, it'll be interesting to see how Hubert Davis does the rotation. We all know and can agree. I really hope we all here can agree that Hubert Davis is going to have to give those guys on the bench a little more run. I think that DeMarco Dunn's going to have to get some more run. I think Dontrez Styles is going to have to get some more run. I really feel like they're going to have to figure out how to incorporate those guys, especially when you see stronger leads. I get last season, you were nervous. You wanted to get the wins in. You wanted to go with what you know. If it won't broke, you weren't going to fix it. I understand that. But now we got to trust these guys a little bit more. Like Caleb Love, when he ain't doing what he's supposed to do, we got to take him out. Or you're sitting here telling me that DeMarco and Dontres don't have what it takes. Like, let's just call a buck a buck. Because if you can't sit here and give them the trust to go out there with a 17-point lead and not mess it up, I'm nervous. So I'm hoping by seeing the way Dontrez hit some incredible shots last season, especially in the postseason, seeing the way DeMarco Dunn held his own, especially in that Baylor game, I think it's time <laughs> that we grant these guys and afford these guys more opportunities to play. Okay? It's going to have to happen because we saw the championship game, they were just spit. I mean, I know Armando got hurt. I know there were so many you know variables at play, but they were just dog tired. Seeing Brady Man trip in the final play that was supposed to go to shots, go to hit. I just need Hubert, if you're listening, <laughs> please give these guys other opportunities to play. Okay, that's my ramble. So, right, if it's not Carolina being number one, there are other teams here in the ACC that could potentially be in the top spot right now in the way to early polls. ESPN has Duke sitting at number nine, even though last season they were at number seven. As it stands, we know Coach Shire is in his first season. He's going to have an elite group of freshmen, but – as we know, sometimes freshmen can be the most <laughs> unpredictable group. We know Trevor Kills is going to the league. We know A.J. Griffin decided to take his talents elsewhere. And now you have a good lineup here before you with Jeremy Roach. You have Derek Whitehead. You have Mike, Mark Mitchell. You have Kyle Filipowski. And you have Derek Lively, who I think are predicted to be the starters. A group of new names, but Jeremy Roach certainly had himself a postseason last year with Duke basketball. He delivered on many fronts, right? He was the reason why Duke stayed in a lot of games. He came off the bench at times and certainly changed the energy on the floor. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses this year, especially now that he has pretty much to be the leader in the floor general for the Blue Devils. So if you haven't listened to Locked on Blue Devils podcast, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I strongly recommend that you go and listen to it soon because I think that, you know, you're going to get a lot of good stuff from our Locked on Blue Devil host, J.J. Jackson. So there's that. All right, cool. And then not only do they have Duke in the conversation, but they also have Virginia sitting at number 21 in the way too early predictions. And this, to me, is probably the biggest sleeper going into the ACC, right? Because I really feel like the Cavaliers are one of the better teams in our conference. One, because they have a veteran coach in Tony Bennett, who's been here before, right? He's been through rough patches. He's been through, you know, embarrassing performances at the NCAA tournament, getting knocked out by a 16 seed and coming back and winning a title the next year. Now you've got five returners. You got Key, Kihei Clark, 
you got Reese Beekman, you got Arnon Franklin, you have Jaden Gardner, you have Caden Shedrick, who, let's be real for a second, a lot of people argue that Reese Beekman should have been Defensive Player of the Year. You saw a hella growth from Jaden Gardner. You saw a hella growth from Caden Shedrick, especially during that Duke-Virginia matchup in Cameron last year when they took the victory. So, in my opinion, Virginia is the biggest sleeper, if not the best team in the ACC. I'm going to give all the hype. But, you know, UNC isn't going to get all the hype because of who they are, but we cannot sleep on Virginia basketball, men's basketball especially. So if you're doing that, I'm telling you now, (laughs) don't get your feelings hurt towards the end of the season because you put too much stock in the Tar Heels. Just feel it out first. I know I know Carolina took down Virginia twice and it was a good matchup. This is not these are not the same Cavaliers. Okay, not at all. And I just, I need you guys to get there mentally because I don't want UNC fans to get in, my, get in their feelings when I tell them that it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And we don't need to call for Hubert's head because of how good the ACC is. I think more than anything, the media needs to give more credit to the ACC and all of their good quality teams that we have going on here. So a couple of questions that I have for you guys that I hope you leave that I want to leave in the YouTube comments or you can leave to me, you know, on Twitter at locked on ACC as we head into the final thoughts here of the show. Now, most of you know, UNC will be probably predicted as number one, if not number two team going into next year. But more than that, we have to be humble, which I know is hard for you know, UNC people to do. I have a couple questions, right? So we all know the Brady Manic effect was positive. We all know that Brady Manic came in, made a difference, and he just changed the game. And he's forever a Tar Heel because of it. He doesn't have to buy a beer in Chapel Hill for so many reasons, right? But I'm thinking about Pete Nance in this new grad transfer, and I'm saying to myself, will Pete be the same? Will he be welcomed the same way Brady was? Right. We were a little hesitant at first about Brady, but then at the end of it, again, like I said, everyone loved him, doesn't have to buy a beer in any bar when he goes to come back to visit. He'll forever be a Tar Heel. We look forward to doing the whole video of my name is Brady Manic and I am a Tar Heel. All of that good stuff. Right. And then I think that do you feel for Brady if the Tar Heels are able to secure a championship? Because after all of that, after all that hoopla, can they get a championship without Brady? I would rather have it. I would rather it be Brady Manic. I wish he had another year personally, but I get it. I understand. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold that against Pete Nance if he's able to deliver it. Because at the end of the day, you're giving the Tar Heels their seventh championship, and we're good to go. My biggest hiccup, though, <laughs> will Pete be a potential transfer like Dawson Garcia? Will he be a must? Will he be a waste of time? Will he not get the minutes? or the time playing time that he wants and decides like you know what maybe Carolina's not for me you know maybe the just not for me I'm not the man I'm not everyone's not bound to my feet like I thought they would I'm so good that's my biggest nerve ending about Pete Nance I'm hoping that he comes in and he just sees the way Brady did it and wants to come in and win at all costs whatever you got to do to get the W you do that right that's what I'm hoping for to see from Pete Nance as he adjusts to being a part of the Tar Heels and we're good to go So there's my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I gave you anyway. Finally, I just think that, you know, again, don't get yourself too caught up in the idea that UNC is going to be first for long, going to be the best team for long. I think that you got to just keep it even keel, 
Don't get yourself too hyped about it. It's a way too early season prediction. A lot can happen, and we'll just play it by ear. Just one game at a time. All you can do is get to the tournaments and then hope the dice roll in your favor. So that's my basketball coverage for today. Wanted to give you a little update here on the baseball front, College World Series news. Back at it again on Tuesday. It was not our night, said the no, no, mm, there it is, Notre Dame Fighting Irish as they lost to Oklahoma 6-2 to and are one loss away from being eliminated in the College World Series. So thoughts and prayers to the Fighting Irish. Hopefully they can figure it out as they head into the Tuesday matchup and they'll be good to go. Coming up this week, as I promised you, I'm going to give you my Coastal Champ prediction for ACC football. I feel like you guys know who it is, but I would like to give a more in-depth breakdown of who potentially or why potentially they're going to win, but more importantly, who could stop them. So there's that. And then, of course, we're back with our guys, Locked On hosts. Locked On Wolfpack host Kenny Gibbs. You got Jersey Drake in the building. You got AJ Black. All of those good things to make sure you guys have some quality content as we head into these offseason 12 episodes for the month. We're on a little bit of break, but quality content nonetheless. We appreciate you guys listening. As always, my camera broke today, so my, my lighting is literally natural lighting. So I appreciate you guys sticking around with me in the shade, and we're good to go. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. For Candace Cooper, until next time.